On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, we dive deep into morning practices and productivity hacks to meditation practices and the importance of that. We dive into to fear. We dive into you know getting more present on social media and showing up. This is a powerful episode in, in the different intricacies of creating a successful day, successful habits, and implementing proper and effective strategies to help you perform at a higher level, how you can get out of those ruts, how you can create a new discipline to strive and thrive. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Monatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited. Uh, this is my favorite thing to do is be able to talk to like-minded individuals and this individual in particular. Um, feel like after our first conversation, it's just like immediately aligned on so many ways. So I always get excited about these types of calls and, and these types of recordings, podcast episodes, because I just know that we're going we're gonna to have an awesome conversation here going into this. So um, I'm so excited to welcome guest Dave Lacnamara. Was that good? Lacnamara? Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Nailed it. You got it. it. Um, so real quick, uh, Dave, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, who you are, you know, and who you serve. Yeah, definitely. So first off, thank you for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Um, and just like you said, like when we first spoke originally, I just knew we were going to hit it off and we have a lot of uh, aligned goals. So I'm super excited to, uh, to keep, keep connecting. But um, yeah, so I'm sorry, the question was who I am and what I'm serving, like my business. Who you are, what you do, who you serve. Yeah. Got it. So, yeah. So, my name's Dave. And what I do is I am right now, I'm in real estate. Uh, I'm part owner of a company. We do permit expediting here in Philadelphia. So, we serve everyone from commercial real estate brokers to real estate developers, investors. Um, so, really, anyone involved in either investing or, or building in real estate here in Philadelphia. So what we do is we help them get all the necessary permits um, for their project. So we work with anyone from bigger brands, um, from like Columbia Sportswear to the small local investor. So it's a pretty big um, uh, differentiation between the two clients that we serve. But, um, but yeah, so that's what we do. And uh, we're actually looking to start expanding nationwide soon. So it's pretty exciting. So that's a little bit about, um, my company and what we what we do and who we serve. Awesome, love it. Um, I know one of the first times, um, so we had met, and then I started following you. So I was keeping an eye on you, seeing what you're doing. And I remember you sharing a, one particular thing that I thought was so awesome. And we we don't necessarily talk about specific that, but I'd love to get into more of um, some of the habits, daily routines that you have when you start your day. You know, a lot of our guests, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of similarities and I think it's so yeah. important to consistently, like, I love the repetition that has gone on because I think it just reiterates like how important all these things are and 
how other people are experiencing it and how the benefits have come. So if you would tell us a little bit about, you know, what your morning routine is like and, and how you kind of start your day. Yeah, definitely. So this is, this is something huge for me because a couple of years ago, I didn't have a solid morning routine and I could tell there's a huge difference between having a, a solid routine versus not and the benefits that come with that. So what my normal morning looks like is when I wake up, the first thing that I do is I move my body. Um, right now, when we're recording this, we're currently quarantined, so I can't go to the gym, but I'll do some sort of uh, go, go for a run, uh, do, do, do something just to get my body moving. Um, and then from there, I'll go right into actual meditation. Uh, so I'll meditate, and then I'll write down my goals, my, what I'm grateful for, uh, and then I'll also do affirmations. So something to, to not only be thankful for, but to also build my own self-confidence. And that's, that's like the gist of like my overall morning routine. Um, and the way that I do it is like I said, I, I, I do everything from uh, moving my body is the most important thing. And then actually doing this meditation and writing down my goals and gratitudes uh, is something that I, I must do every day. Awesome. Meditation is something that um, it used to be very, almost taboo um, and very out there however it's yeah. it's very mainstream now to you know a lot of people uh you know meditate and um something something that i have had in my routine uh, often and when i'm when i'm doing my full routine it includes meditation um my question mm -hmm. in regards to that is you know how did you kind of get started with meditation like how long do you meditate for yeah so that's a good question. So the way that I got into meditation is actually through uh, my girlfriend. She's the one who got me started on it. I knew about it beforehand, but like, I was kind of like, it was, it was sort of what you're saying, like not taboo, but it was just like, um, I'm too cool to meditate or something like I did. I didn't understand the benefits of it. And, and really once I started doing it, there's just so much that it's been helping with just not even just individually, but also with my business too. Because I, I start to realize that there's so many things that we're hit with all day, uh, whether it's like other people's opinions, um, a ton of content, you know what I mean, that could really distract us. So I think a lot of people don't realize, including myself, that we have all the answers within us. And if we could just get quiet, quiet down and tune out all that noise, you know what I mean, that we're getting from all these different sources and go within, we could actually find those answers and feel through them. And I also forgot to mention, I do breath work too. I just implemented that within the past couple of months, but that's like that coupled with meditation really helps you get in tune with your body and your mind and connect the two. And things just seem to, to connect more smoothly uh, in a weird way. Like you, you, I seem to be more clear on what my path is with my business, um, what my path is as an individual in my relationship and things like that. So there's a lot of benefits that I see um, just from doing it and doing it consistently. So I think it's, it's super powerful to, to implement. Awesome. Now that's interesting. You mentioned uh, breath work and meditation. Um, yeah. Could you talk a little bit more about the differences between the two of those things? Sure. Yeah. So meditation is, is more passive, I guess you could say. And when I say passive, like you're just, you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're focusing on your breath but you're not specifically working with your breath. And I'll talk about breath work in a second, but you're, you're kind of shutting down your brain in a way and allowing, like I said, to get quiet, 
get more in tune with yourself and what you're feeling. Because a lot of the times what you're working through is emotions, emotions that may have been suppressed, uh, emotions that you may have not dealt with, even all the way back from childhood, you might notice certain things come up and you have to almost allow them to come up and not push them back down. So that's, that's something that's really big is, is, is working through those emotions because then that clears you out more um, to, to think more clearly and kind of get clear on your path and what you're doing, whether in your life, job or business or whatever that is. Um, and then with breath work, there's a couple different breath works I do. One is Wim Hof. So if you, I don't mm-hmm. know, if you could just simply Google Wim Hof breathing. Um, he'll come up. He's, he's awesome. He's, he's a really, really cool dude. But I do Wim Hof and something it's called, I'll, I'll look it up after. I think it's called like O2 breathing. Uh, but basically what it is, is you just focus on breathing very deeply. Like what we do is, uh, as humans, like we get, our breath gets super shallow, um, especially when we're stressed or anxious. And uh, a lot of the, the world that we live in, unfortunately, uh, whether you're at a job or you're a business owner, you're probably pretty stressed and anxious a lot of the time. Um, I hope you're not, but a lot of people are. And that tends to make your breath more shallow, meaning like you don't breathe as deep. So your breath's like up in your chest here, but you're not breathing down into your belly. And there's a number of benefits with that. But what I've really noticed is that when I do this breath work consistently, it clears me even more. And, and not only that, but it gives me a lot of energy too. So like in the morning, doing this in your morning routine is super helpful because it awakens your whole body. And I mean, I'm learning a lot about energy. Like I'm, I guess you could say I'm kind of out there, dude, but I'm, I'm learning more about how energy works and you how you can move it throughout your body. And like that, everything from money um, to breath work is all energy. You know what I mean? Like money is an exchange, a transfer of energy based on how much value you give someone and how much they, they think it's worth that, that, that whatever you freed up for them to give that back. So I'm learning about how breath work could actually be used to invigorate and give you more energy. Um, so that's been a super interesting journey and I've, I've been loving it. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I have done, um, some Wim Hof practices before, um, mm-hmm. I was part of a mastermind group with a few, uh, similar age. Um, now at the time, none of us had businesses or we're just getting started. And now all of us have businesses. It's kind of cool to see how that progressed, but, um, it was a very enlightening experience to do the Wim Hof. Like mm-hmm. you don't, it sounds like, especially when you, when you hear about it, it was more of like, he didn't give us a lot of details. It was just like, be open-minded. And I think that's really important just in general, if you're listening there and you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I think it's really important to keep an open mind and also understand that, that a lot of these things, specifically from my experience with meditation, is that it takes time to get the benefit. You know, like you mm-hmm. have to consistently do it to get what you're looking for. You know, it's similar to what I talk about with like video marketing. It's like, if you don't do it consistently, then you're not going to get the results. And the same thing works for meditation. The same thing works for exercise. The same thing works for gratitude, where these things become so ingrained into our thought process and how we see things. And, you know, meditation particularly allows you to control your emotions on such a higher level that you may not even be aware are possible. Would you agree with that? I would. And I also think it's like, it's almost like a metaphor for life. Like, you know what I mean? It's like that 
anything that we do, including meditation, like you're planting seeds, but you can't expect to have your harvest right when you start planting the seeds. So a lot of people, including myself, when I first started, I was like, got super frustrated because I was like, oh, it's been a few weeks and I haven't seen any, any benefits from this. So I would just stop. But whether you're, you're starting a business or a new idea or a new project, you need to plant all those seeds and allow them to grow and keep watering them. And the same thing with meditation, like you have to keep doing it. And it's almost like a buildup effect over time. And then it might even be one day, like for my girlfriend, it was one day she saw all these, like these, these breakthroughs that she had mentally, um, having more clarity in certain things. So she did it for a number of months and it took that long to start seeing those benefits. But I think the real, the real quote unquote, I guess, secret to, to meditating and, and really anything in life is to just be consistent with it and not to stop when you don't see the results you want to see right away. Like don't have any expectations, just have that faith, believe in, in the benefits that are going to come with it and just, and just keep at it just like anything else. Love it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's so important. And, you know, for me to, to shift the, the conversation a little bit from gratitude practices, you know, we had a, we had a, a call earlier, we were talking a, a little bit about gratitude and, and how often, you know, myself, I'll wake up and I'm just grateful. Um, mm. And it's become the default because of, you know, just the practice of it. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's like, that's the consistency and being able to do it where your default is something that you want instead of your default is something that you don't want. But you know, and we have to be able to shift and change our defaults. Now you mentioned you do gratitude in the morning. How does, how does your gratitude, what's your gratitude process? Yeah. So my process has actually switched pretty recently. Um, what it used to be was I would write down literal things throughout my day that I was grateful for. And I still do that. And I'll do that mentally, but when I'm actually, I'll literally write down what my, what I'm grateful for on a piece of paper in my notebook, but the difference is what I'm doing now versus what I was doing a few weeks ago is I'm writing them down as if they're already here. So, um, for instance, if I'm writing down like, uh, something for like a project or like, I want to see more opportunities in my business or life, I'll literally write down like, thank you for the opportunities. You know what I mean? Or thank you for the new, whatever ideal client that I've been uh, trying to work with or something like that. So, I'll write it down as if it already happened because something that I think is, is really important that I've been, I've been realizing is, is you don't get the thing and then change. You change and then get the thing. So meaning like if you want to become a millionaire, you're not going to become a millionaire and then change your habits or who you are later. You got to change those habits and what you're doing now and then you become a millionaire. So it's kind of the same thing like when you're writing down those gratitudes, it's like, okay, you got to write it down like it's already here as if it's already happened. Um, because that's how I just believe like this whole world, this whole universe that we live in, I believe that's how it works. Um, because it also, when I do it, I notice a, a certain feeling come up in me. And I feel like it's all about changing the state that you're in and changing that vibration and that feeling that you're in. And when I write it down like it's already here, I actually, my brain already thinks that it's here as weird as that sounds, but the brain, your brain's actually not as smart as you think, but then, yeah. And then I, it's just a different feeling that I noticed. And then it just raises my energy in that way. So I think it's a cool little spin on it. Awesome. Yeah. And I love, I love how you mentioned, um, you know, kind of like you have to 
be the millionaire in order to become the millionaire. And I would love to dive deep into this a little bit more because I'm a big believer in the same aspect. I think it's so important that, you know, if you want your life to be a certain way, then you need to start living that way, not hoping that you're like, things will change when you get that it's like no you have to change internally and then those things that you desire will come to you you know the more that you can embody that if you picture yourself as owning a, you know this huge uh company with tons of employees like all right well how does a giant ceo act on a daily basis mm. and living that um do you have any things that you do on a regular basis or anything or or really just anything in this terminology in this facet of embodying that you know how do you how do you try to embody that person that you want to become yeah so I think it's really important like to first of all for me I need to get clear on what my goals are and once I'm clear then I want to say it's almost like reverse engineering so okay I want to make x amount of money I want to have x amount of employees and do what whatever the my goals are and then work back from there like okay now I study people who have already been there, what do they do every day? You know what I mean? So, and what I'm doing with things like my morning routine, like getting up early is I find that 90% plus of successful people get up before everybody else. So I'm going to do that. And then everything from like the moving my body, like very, you'll see a lot of successful CEOs and business owners. They'll work out first thing in the morning to increase their energy. They'll do the things like the, the gratitude and goal setting. And all these things that I'm implementing are what I didn't just pull them out of thin air. It's because I've studied these people and seen what they do and I'm kind of modeling it in a certain way. You know what I mean? So um, even, and I'm not perfect either at the end of the day, it's like, I'm still learning so much. And even today, like um, we, uh, we, I was working with my, uh, so me and my girlfriend were part owners of this company. She started it. I came in as a part owner and it was something so silly but she was like a little late to a meeting and I was like I got so upset about it and I I could have communicated it better but the point is is like I was trying to explain to her like we want to be at this level we want to be a national company real estate permit coordination company that works with the biggest brokers in the world and we're not going to get there by being late every time to meetings or, or lacking these disciplines and I know it seems like something so small but I know like that those little things add up. And if we're approaching our business in that way, then that's what's going to come into our reality. You know what I mean? So it's like, even like the smallest thing, like setting meetings, making sure we're all on time, having a very clear agenda and not wasting time. That's what some of the most biggest successful companies do. So that's what I want to do, even though we're not there yet. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, no, twofold. I mean, the one thing you said, like, you know, starting with the end in mind, which I couldn't agree more, you know, you can't, you can't map out the plan without knowing where you want to go. And, and I think, you know, often we think that it needs to be in this exact thing and, it, and it's not, it doesn't have to be this exact thing that we're searching for. It can be close to what we're looking for. But again, we have to know that in order to, to drive towards that and, and, really encompass all of what it's going to take to, to get that goal. I think part of it is also just understanding the journey also. And even though you may not get to that exact destination on how we are on that, on that process. But I think what you said too, again, about the, 
focusing on the little things. I mean, that's a hundred percent right. You know, you need to be able to do the little things properly, no matter what size you are. You know, if you're yeah. small, you know, you should be trying to do the things that big companies are doing, you know, like even if it's, uh, you know, in your team meetings doing, you know, saying your mission statement, you know, and mm. you should have a mission statement and understand your, your core values, even as a small company, you know, it's something that's important and it's not just in big companies, you know, the more that you grow, the more that you bring on new employees, the precedence needs to be set there from the start and you do it through yourself in how you show up. And I think yeah. that that is just so, so important. And I also wanted to add something to that, even like to add to that point is, is it's not the person who's actually, and, and this is going to make a lot of people upset, but it's not the person who is smartest, who's going to win, who's going to reach their goals faster. It's never that you're going to find, it doesn't matter if you're a coach or if you're in real estate, there's going to be a million people who are smarter than you and better than you. But if you can do these little things better than them, and you could be better at your marketing, you could be better at sales, you could be better at all these little things. And that's where all those disciplines and everything comes in of, of how, how a big successful CEO runs a business, then you're going to outperform them. And you're going to be uh, further along, not even financially, but just like as a company as a whole, you know what I mean? So I think it's, 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 it was really hard for me to kind of, uh, I guess, accept that because I always thought that like, no, I just need to become the smartest in my field. And I still think you definitely should always be striving to be the best in your field, but it's not always who's the smartest. It's, it's who can, can be the most disciplined, who can learn the most and, and be the best at marketing and sales and all these other, other areas. So I think that's important too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you hit the nail on the head with discipline. And, you know, it's even more prevalent right now with everything going on. You know, you mentioned earlier, we're in, you know, this quarantine right now where discipline is everything right now into how you're showing up. You know, are you, you know, people who aren't used to working from home or people who aren't used to being from home right now, that fridge is staring you in the face, that TV is staring mm -hmm. you in the face. You know, there's all these things that you may have not normally had to fight off that now you have to fight off. Um, so, you know, just from a discipline standpoint, not, not necessarily a quarantine standpoint, but is there anything specific that, that you've experienced through your discipline that has helped? Because obviously you're well-disciplined in, in all that you've done. Is there anything that has helped you through this and in, in staying disciplined or, you know, how you've become more disciplined throughout time? Yeah. And I think, I think it's also important to note that like even during this quarantine, like I said, I'm not perfect. There's certain areas where I find myself slipping up on, um, even if that's getting up a little later than usual or um, like the first few days I was working like in, in like my sweatpants and things like that and like not actually dressing up. But it's like when I listen to certain mentors and like even digital mentors, like um, I'm a huge fan of Ed Milet. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but mm -hmm. uh just like listening to people like that and what are they doing during this time? And if you listen to him, he'll mention like certain things like that keep me on track because he'll say like, doesn't matter. Like now's the time to be more disciplined than ever. Get up a half hour earlier than you normally would. Uh, get dressed like you're leaving the house, like you're still going to the office. Get and, and do all these things because 
it's easy to let up on the reins, especially during this quarantine. Uh, but even once this quarantine's over, there's going to be times where you don't want to go to the gym um, or you don't want to do your meditation. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to realize that there's consequences that come with that. And the one time you slip up or you give yourself that pass to not go to the gym or, or skip your meditation, it's going to start to create a downward spiral. And it's going to be easier the next time to not go to the gym, easier to skip out on your meditation the next time. And then you're just going to watch your whole life in every area start. And, and this isn't to be like dramatic, but it's like, you're going to start to notice like there's going to be negative consequences to that. So the thing that keeps me motivated to continue to stay disciplined and do these things is that I've dealt with those consequences. You know what I mean? And even today, like I got up late, it's raining out. It's, it's like, it, like I was saying earlier, like it makes me want to nap all day because it's like it's been storming for the past like day or so. So it's, it's easier to stay disciplined when you've been through the negative consequences because you know what comes with it. And I honestly think people need to deal with those negative consequences. And then they're like, wow, I don't want this to happen again. So next time they have, that they have a choice to wake up early or sleep in, they're going to choose waking up early because they know that if they don't, then it's going to create a negative downward spiral. And then they're going to keep giving up certain things in their life. And every area is going to eventually be affected if they, if they continue down that path. So I think you kind of need to almost experience it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now to, to kind of add to that, you know, I think with everything going on and again, this happens no matter when, you know, it just in general, you tend to sometimes get in a funk, you know, where mm. you maybe aren't working out or you aren't waking up early or you aren't doing your meditation. Um, and you're just like not feeling it like things aren't, you know, again, they, sometimes you get just in this funk. Yeah. Has this happened to you? And like, how do you kind of deal with this? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I get in funks. Um, not often, but more than I'd like. And the way that I pull myself out of these funks is it's kind of like once you experience them a couple of times, you're like, okay, I know this is leading down a path that's not aligned with my goals. So once you're super, super clear on your goals and you start doing things that aren't aligned with them, it's going to feel very wrong. Um, you're going to start feeling negative emotions like frustration. Uh, you might even start to feel depressed or or anxious or stressed out and obviously as humans we want to avoid all those emotions as much as possible so when it comes to that it's like okay how do i avoid that well i need to get clear on what my goals are and start acting like i'm i'm moving towards them and then start re-engaging with those activities um because i kind of lost my train of thought there but like the whole point being is that um once i'm in these funks the way that i pull myself out of them is to take massive action and by taking massive action like by doing all these things and and forcing myself to do them whether i want to do them or not that's that's the definition of discipline you know what i mean it's like doing the things you don't want to do but doing them like doing them anyway regardless of, of how you feel emotionally because you're not going to want to wake up early every morning you're not going to want to be disciplined in your business every day you're going to want to sleep in and do these things and it's super easy to get in that funk but the way you pull yourself out of it is by taking massive action and not taking or accepting that as your reality. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one thing that helps as well is like connecting 
um, you know, you mentioned emotions and emotions drive us on so many levels. And mm -hmm. I think that it can be very beneficial to um, remember that the emotions that come with the activity. So, you know, yeah. often when you wake up and you're like, man, I really don't feel like going for that run today. But then you remember when you think about how good it feels when you finish that run. But we're yeah. often not thinking about that. We're just thinking of the pain that's going to come from getting outside there and moving our body and, and pushing ourselves. And, you know, the more that I think we, that we can do that, you know, like when you get done a meditation and right after it's over, you're like, man, I feel so much better after that, you know? And, um, you know, again, when you choose reading a book over watching a TV and how much better that feels. Mm -hmm. So in the moment you're thinking, well, yeah, it'd be really nice to just watch some TV right now and put my feet up. But at the, the, the emotion that comes with that after of, oh man, I wish I didn't watch TV. I wish I was more productive. That feeling now doesn't feel good. And the other one does feel good. So it's like, there's that level of short-term satisfaction versus really thinking about it from a long-term standpoint. Would you agree? I do agree. And I think it's, I like how you brought up that it's important to visualize or remember whatever that positive emotion was when you did that thing that's aligned with your goals. So something that I do whenever I'm, if I'm consulting someone or working with someone on there, helping them with sales is instead of thinking about, so a lot of people, they'll get stressed or anxious about having a sales call. And the, the reason they feel that way is because they're looking at it through a certain lens, because in the past they've been rejected, they've had a lot of objections and they didn't close any deals. And it was just got to a point where they, they didn't even want to get on the phone anymore. But the thing that you could do is you could, before you get on a call, put yourself in that state, like you said, by visualizing what it's going to feel like by having that ideal client that you're on the phone with say yes, and you actually closing that deal and feeling good about it. And what that actually feels like and revisiting that emotionally is going to put you in that state to actually want to take action. So I think it's super important to connect with that emotion. Um, and that's going to drive you to take, like, like you said, whether it's reading a book or getting on a sales call, uh, I think it's important to, to visualize and, and really internalize that feeling because it's going to want to make you do it more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the more that we, um, become aware of these things, the easier it can become. And just, you know, I think it's in interesting just like our good habits spiral, our bad habits can spiral. You know, you know, you mentioned earlier about your bad habits and how you spiral. The good habits can spiral also in that, that the more that you do them, they, they start to snowball in a way that's beneficial on so many levels. You know, like, oh, it feels great right. to work out once. But man, when you work out like six days in a row, you feel like a superhero. You know, like you, you feel so much stronger. You feel more powerful. I know whenever I like go in a, a rut of like not working out for a while and then I start working out again, I'm like, man, I feel good. I feel strong. Like, you know, yeah. it's just this whole other level that we can, can get to by, by just shifting. And, and like you said, I think just taking massive action, you know, and, and sometimes, mm -hmm. um, you know, we may not have all of the things aligned and but i think it's important to get uh certain things so it's like sometimes i'm not as productive as i'd like to be but if i'm like hitting my fitness goals then 
it's okay. You know, like, so I was just, I'm just curious if this is something that maybe you've experienced. Cause I know this is something that I experienced. Like sometimes when I like just I'm struggling from maybe a productivity standpoint of working, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make sure that I work out. Cause I like, felt like that wasn't a good side of my productivity. Do you ever have that where you're like, um, trying to ask this in a quiet, does, does this make sense? What I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so are you saying like, if, if I'm like in a funk and I work out, does it drive me to take more action? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Something of that standpoint where, where maybe one thing that you really want to take action on, you're struggling, but you can take action in another area that's going to still push mm -hmm. you towards the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's super important because you might be in a funk in your job or in your business, but if you could take any sort of positive upward spiral action, whether that's in your health, um, if, if, if you're religious, if you practice faith, whatever you do, if, if you, you could take positive action in those other areas in your relationships, it doesn't matter. It's going to eventually have a positive effect on whatever it is you're struggling with. So if you're struggling, let's just say use an example for your business, but you decide like, hey, I'm going to go work out today and then work out for the rest of the week. You're going to start to notice that as you stay disciplined and you stay um, and you actually do what you're going to say, you're going to gain more self-confidence because um, like, like whenever you make a promise to yourself and you stick with it, you're showing yourself that you could trust yourself. And that's a whole other topic in itself, but that's building self-confidence. And that's just naturally going to have an effect on your business and uh, kind of help break you out of that funk. So I completely agree. Cool. Yeah, it is. It's a, um, you know, the more that we can help ourselves to get out of those funks, I think that's a fitness, I think is a good uh, way of jumpstarting you in a funk where you're just like, all right, just get down and like start doing some push-ups. Whereas sometimes yeah. other goals and productivity that we may have can be a little bit harder to like just sit down and achieve. Now, I do want to shift this shift a little bit. I, I had planted the seed a little earlier and I wanted to bring this up to you again. I'm curious if you're still doing it because I found it um, very interesting from a productivity standpoint. You talked about um, in one of your videos, I think it was like an IGTV video. I'm not sure who you heard it from. You'd mentioned, yeah, I think you referenced who it was from, but you talked about doing a sprint in the morning where I think it was like a two or three hours, uh, a two hour sprint first thing oh, yeah, three yeah. hours in the sprint. I don't know. Are you still, are you still doing that? Like, where did that come from? Oh yeah. So I, um, absolutely. And I don't do it as much as I should. And that's one of the things that like I'm slipping up on, like, and I'm not perfect in, but this, this is something that will literally change your life in so many ways because so the way that it works, first I'll explain who I heard it from. So his name is Austin Nestle. Um, you can look him up on Instagram, but I invested in his business coaching program. Um, it's called Scale 2X. And it was an amazing, amazing program that basically showed us how to build out systems, build out processes um, to really grow our business. And one of the things that I talked about in there is, it's, it, and he created this, it's called Done by 1030. Um, it's, it, it's, Basically what it is, is you get up at whatever you get up and um, he gets up, I think around like 6, 6 a.m., something like that. But if let's say you get up at 6 a.m., you do your little morning routine for 20 minutes, a half hour, however long that takes. But then what you do is you set your day up and you have these like productivity sprints. So, and this is really cool because I put my phone on airplane mode 
because this is the time for you to really hone in and zone in and focus on a particular task that um, you may have been putting off or is really important and needs to get done. But before you even start these sprints, write out on a whiteboard or write out on your, in your notebook or wherever, what are the biggest three tasks that would have the most impact on my business or in my life right now that I could get a jump start on right now? And there's like three things I, I'm not, I'm going to try to remember the categories, but it needs to either affect uh, people, processes, or profit. So meaning like, let's say like uh, you're launching a new marketing campaign. That's going to be something that's going to uh, impact your profit, right? So you're like, okay, I'm going to create this whole campaign and get it to 100%. And that's going to be my first sprint. So what you do is you have these 50-minute sprints where you're solely focused on this one particular task. So let's use that marketing uh, campaign as an example. So you take those 50 minutes and you go all out. You do everything that you need to do for that marketing campaign. Once you hit 50 minutes or an hour, you take a 10-minute break, and you could either move on to the next sprint, which is the next task, or if you're not done with that previous one, you could finish it out. You know what I mean? So some days, uh, we break it up into three 50-minute sprints, so it takes about three hours. Um, but some days, I'll only have one task, and I'll get it done within three 50-minute periods, taking like a 10-minute break in between each. Um, but the whole point is, is the first most important thing is you're getting it done before 10:30, like before most people's days are even really getting any momentum you've gotten your three most important tasks already done so you can kind of structure the rest of the day how you like that's one huge advantage the second one is that you're you're getting you're, you're getting things done when you're not getting hit up all the time so you're not getting texts emails calls um usually before like nine o'clock like my phone's pretty quiet you know what I mean or my email um and everything like I said is on airplane mode so nothing's really distracting you and even like around like 9 30 you could check your phone to see if there's any like big emergencies that you need to check on uh but usually not so I just think it's it's been like I did it for like a while and then I kind of fell off so I I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get back on that because it made a huge, huge impact on how much I was able to get done in one week. Because I think what we noticed like as, as business owners is sometimes we could focus on things that aren't really pushing the needle as much as we'd like. And we're kind of doing busy work. And it's funny because I'm super aware that like I need to avoid busy work and only do tasks that matter and that are going to make a big impact. But sometimes I get caught up in this, in this busy work and the way to avoid that is to do things like those sprints where you're super focused on these really big tasks. So it's, it's definitely a, a impactful exercise. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I've implemented somewhat a similar aspect. I think the done before 1030 is one of the most powerful parts of that. And mm. that, that I think is a differentiator from what I've heard prior. So I know, um, Brendan Bouchard, a high, high performance habits. I forget whether it's in this book or whether or not he just talked about it in general, but he talks about 50 minutes as being the, the key number in understanding. And, and I've found this to be extremely effective as well is um, if you utilize um, like Alexa or Siri, it can be very impactful to just tell them to mm -hmm. set a timer for 50 minutes and then you know you're not pulling out your phone, you're not looking at email. For the next 50 minutes, you're focused on 
completing that task. And I think it works throughout the whole day. Like, you know, especially after lunch, sometimes you're feeling slow to, to come back in and be like, all right, for the next 50 minutes, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get this test done and just boom, you know, setting that 50 yeah. minutes and putting those breaks in. How important do you feel like, you know, cause again, you mentioned like the 10 minute breaks, how important do you think those, those breaks are? Oh, yeah. I think breaks are, and I used to be the complete opposite. I would always think like, oh no, you got to push through, you got to keep going. But I think breaks are one of the most important things that you could do. Um, just no matter what job you work, what, what you do as, as your profession, because, and there's actually studies done. Um, I think it, I listened to it was like Tony Robbins podcast a while ago, but there were these studies that were done that basically they, they had like two tests uh, or test subjects or like study or groups. And the people that would actually take more frequent breaks would get more, more done uh, within like within their, within their day, they were more productive. Uh, they're able to be more creative and there was just a, a ton of benefits with being able to take breaks. And when you try to push through and like try to work like 12, 15 hour days without taking breaks, it's like, you're just complete burnout. You know what I mean? Like there's no creativity, you're getting sloppy, you're making mistakes. Um, so I think it's better to work like five or six hours a day and get really good tasks or like really high level tasks done and take breaks. So you're super productive. Uh, then to work a 12 hour day and push through where you get sloppy and, and make a lot of mistakes. Love it. Is there anything yeah. particularly when it comes to breaks that you do during your breaks, aside from like maybe going to the bathroom or like getting a snack, is there anything particular yeah. that maybe you like to do to reset? Yeah, no, that's a good question because that's, it's actually super important how you spend the breaks and a simple one is taking a walk outside, like getting fresh air, going into, if you're around nature or something like that, like that's huge because if you're working inside, uh, working from home or you're working from an office, it, you just kind of like, I don't know, me personally, I just feel like I need, like ex I need to expand and like get out into the world and like breathe fresh air. And that sort of re-energizes re me. Uh, but also like what we were talking about earlier, meditation and breathwork are also super, super effective for this time to sort of sit down and disconnect from whatever was going on uh, previous to that break to, and kind of get more back into your body and re-energize yourself. And uh, those are like the, the three main things. And, and even like right now with this quarantine, I've been doing like three or so workouts a day. Like I'll do like a workout every two or so hours, like for my breaks, um, just because like I could just like, do some push-ups or squats or like jump or whatever, go for a run. So I think like those are like the, the things that I found to be most, most effective. Awesome. And to kind of go into that a little bit more, cause I think that that's an, I think that um, breaks throughout the day and it goes to also breaks in general, uh, like vacations and things of that sort. Um, so I'd kind of love to hear your insight um, and your opinion on how, um, vacations and time off kind of correlate to your lifestyle and your goals? Yeah. So for me, vacations are, there's something that I looked at as negative for a while. You know what I mean? It's like, no, like, uh, especially like if, if you're running a business, like you can't take time away. Uh, but I think that's so not true. And uh, as I've been growing our like my business and with what we're doing with setting up a lot of systems and processes that 
I actually need to spend less time in my business now because we have people in the right roles doing the right things and they have these systems and processes to rely on all these standard operating procedures. So if they have a question, they don't have to come to me or come to anyone else in the company. They could just look at what that system looks like, what they need to do to get the task done. Um, and if it's still not clear, then they come to us. But the point is, is getting people set up in the right roles, the right systems kind of allows me to be able to go on vacations and feel good about it or take time away and feel good about it. Um, but I think it's also super necessary for uh, your mental health. You know what I mean? Because you could get super, super, uh, I guess you could say, engulfed in your business. You know what I mean? You could uh, feel like you're consumed by it. You're thinking about it 24 seven. It's impossible to get off your mind and it might not even be in a positive way. So it's like the taking that time away, taking that time off, I think is super, super important from a mental health standpoint. Absolutely. And I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'd like to shift the, the conversation a little bit here um, mm -hmm. into uh, somewhat of a strategy, but also like an emotional state as well. I know, you know, recently you've been putting out a lot of content and, you know, pushing yourself, um, putting, putting yourself out there more. Um, and I would love to kind of hear your thoughts on this in how, you know, maybe when you were first getting started and, you know, how that, the, how this has affected what you have been able to do, just like the more vulnerable, the more honest or, um, and just like social media and video in general and, and how that's been impactful or beneficial um, for you. Yeah, definitely. And, and to be transparent right now, that's something I'm still learning. I'm still learning to be myself in front of the camera and, and really just not hold back. You know what I mean? I think that's super important because like I, like I was kind of saying earlier on our other call, like we're all humans. And I feel like in order to connect with each other, we need to be super vulnerable and honest with where we're at. And when I'm putting out these videos, I try my best to not, um, to make it too rigid, you know what I mean? And just make it about the point or the content that I'm trying to put out there. Um, I really want to be like who I am as Dave, you know what I mean? And show my personality. So I, for me, it's like putting out these, these different kinds of content has been sort of challenging in that way for me. And that was thunder. But um, I don't know if the microphone out. picked that up, but I, I actually just shook. A little bit. That is one of the biggest thunders I've ever yeah, heard. Right. Sorry. <laughs> a little scared, scared there. But um, but yeah. So basically, for me, like putting this content out is, and right now, what I'm putting content out specifically about is I want to help business owners like improve and and have a more enjoyable experience with their sales process. Because if you're enjoying it more and and you have more like better, tighter systems around your sales process, you're gonna feel more confident. And you're just gonna make more money in your business. So. I've been trying to put content out there to show people that it is possible um, and that they can live an abundant and prosperous lifestyle through that. But really putting the content out there has been an entire journey in itself. You know what I mean? Like trying to come up with like different topics, like what, what's actually going to help people the most, like what's going to things that they could implement today. That's going to have an impact on their business tomorrow. You know what I mean? And I think that's been the biggest challenge for me. And, and I'm sorry, I don't even know if that's like specifically the question that you had, um, but I'm kind of getting into like what my challenges are right now. But um, because for me, it's like from the outside, it could look like, oh, I'm putting out all this great content, but 
I'm having like an internal journey right now of like, wow, like there's actually a lot more to this than I thought. And all these, I have a ton of respect for these people that put out content constantly and all this valuable content because it's not easy. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's definitely um, a journey that, but I'm enjoying it a lot. So it's, it's, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, no, that was a great answer. And I think that that's the important thing is like, we're all on this journey too. I mean, I teach creating content and teach social media and video marketing, but I'm still working on, on it in general. You know, I'm still working mm. on how I can better show up, you know, and I think, um, you know, for some people it's tough to kind of get, get started. Um, but one yeah. part I noticed you talked about just like being very, um, intentional about mm. what you are putting out there. And I think that that is so, so important. Um, now to ask you a question in regards to like when you were first getting started and did you have any fear of like putting yourself out there when you, when you first kind of started? Oh, hell yeah. No, no. And I, and sometimes I still have, it. and it's not really fear as much as it is anymore as it's about um, trying to just lean into like being myself fully. But when I first started there, I couldn't even, uh, I had fear about even getting in front of the camera. You know what I mean? Like turning my phone on and, and uh, making a video about a specific topic. So I think fear is something that, and I, gave, I would invite anyone who has fear and that like, let's say you want to put content out right now. You want to start building your brand, uh, your business, your personal brand. An exercise that you could do that really helped me was just take your phone out every single day and record yourself talking about a specific topic and just know what your topic is and know like what the point is you're trying to get across and bring it all together. But the point is you don't even, don't even post that video. Uh, just kind of get in the repetition, the consistency of filming yourself every day and getting past that fear and that uncomfortable feeling of showing up on camera, because that's what's going to eventually, it could take months, but eventually you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel good in front of the camera. And that's when you can really bring the most value because you're not caught up in thoughts about like, oh, what are people thinking about me? Is this stupid? Does this make sense? You're not in those thoughts anymore. You're in more of a flow state where you're able to share um, from, from an actual valuable, uh, I guess, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but more from a value standpoint. And you're able to provide more value when you're, when you're not thinking about those things. So that's a really cool exercise that helped me a lot get past that fear. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I went through the same fear too. You know, it's hard to, to get yourself out there and be more transparent, be more of yourself, but it, you know, it's the, it's the most effective, like the most, the most response and engagement and feedback you're going to get is when you are more open and transparent. You know, it just, it's amazing how much that plays a factor and, um, you know, an influence. And I've really been loving everything that we've talked. I mean, we've covered some pretty awesome topics from, you know, morning routines to just sprints to, to fear and overcoming and, and, uh, meditation, uh, so many awesome things. And it's always interesting to see how, uh, it culminates things that I'm doing and things that you're doing and how they're very much similar. And my question to you is, um, from a literal or from a, a literature standpoint, is there any uh, books specifically that have been, have like had massive 
impact on you that you would recommend to somebody? Yeah. So there's two and they're pretty not opposite. They both definitely um, have had a huge impact on me on their, their ones that I read recently. So the first one, um, it's called The Way of the Superior Man uh, by David Dita. I don't know if you've ever read that book, but it's, it's not even just about, so it goes into so many different topics, um, but basically it's had a huge impact on me and how I show up as a man um, and not just in my business, but in relationships and just how I show up in life and with my purpose and my path. So if you're feeling like you're not clear on your path or what your purpose is or how to show up in life, this is like a huge book that's had a massive impact on me. And another book um, that's great that I think everyone should read, it's called The No BS uh, Wealth Attraction um, by Dan Kennedy. And he's like, when, he, when we're talking marketing and like direct response marketing, he's like one of the top guys. He's been around for a while, um, but he really knows his stuff. And this book really opened me up to like what it means to actually attract more money into my life and like what it actually takes to do that you know what I mean how to become more of a magnet for for prosperity and abundance and that book has kind of opened up my my viewpoints in a lot of ways awesome love it yeah those are two books that I have not read yet so I like to do that um, for the listeners but also that was a selfish reason for me I like to get more books that I can add to my collection add to my list to continue to grow my library um and generally if there's books that have uh positively influenced other people and then i definitely want to hear about it you know it's like one of those things that um if it's a book that you're constantly recommending to other people then you know it's had a huge impact the one i do is can't hurt me by david goggins i don't know if you've ever read that but that's a that's a that's one i always recommend it's it's a powerful powerful book um, but <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely want to check David that out. Yeah. 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 Crazy He's <laughs> crazy nuts. Yeah. So awesome. This was so great. Um, do you have any closing comments or anything that you want to leave with the listeners? Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is, is for me, it's really just, and that's why I recommended that book. It's like getting clear on what your, what your path is and what your purpose is. And, whether that's like in your personal life or in your business, but being clear on that and being clear on what your goals are and having intention behind them is going to be super important. It's really going to lead you through uh, wherever you're going with your business or in your job uh, throughout your career and the impact that you're going to make. Because what I've found and what I've struggled with in the past is I've kind of been a floater. Like I was, uh, especially in like high school and even in college, I, didn't really know specifically what I wanted out of life, like who I wanted to help, what I wanted to do, what I wanted my life to look like overall. And the more clear I've gotten, um, the more I've seen come into my life, the more I've seen it actually come into my reality. So I think something that I would urge everyone to do is like, if you haven't already, just get really clear, write down your goals and you can even make it a daily practice if you want, like we we're talking about in the morning. Um, and get clear with like your intention, where you want to go in life, because that's, that's something that's really going to, uh, to kind of drive you there. Awesome. Love it. And lastly, what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you, follow you, find you? Yeah. So the best way for me is definitely Instagram. It's just my name, uh, at David Lacamara. Um, and yeah, that's, that's like the platform I spend the most time on. So definitely the best. 
Awesome. Everything will be in the show notes. Um, thank you so much, Dave. This was fantastic. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.